Hola, mami. Este es... Hola, mami. Yo soy Carmen Davis. Este es el Carmen Davis Show. Hola. What's up, everybody? This is Carmen Davis, and you are listening to... The Carmen Davis Show. Like, what the fuck is up? It's Cinco, bitch. Cinco de Mayo, mommy. What's up? Classe Azul on deck. I'm already two shots in. Bitch, I got a long day ahead of me. It's Cinco de Mayo. It's literally my second favorite holiday. <laughs> One is Thanksgiving. Consider me blasphemous. I'll prefer single over Christmas. And now hear me out. Only because all that gift-giving shit is out the way. Like, I'm a very particular type of person. So I don't like certain gifts. I don't like I don't like the, the anxiety that gift exchanging gives me. Mostly because I tend to be a good gift giver. A thoughtful gift giver. And I tend to deal with people who are not so oh, this is um Classe Azul Reposado Tequila. I love this. I love the flavor of it. I still prefer Casamigos. I love Casamigos Blanco. Maybe because this is a Reposado. Um, I love tequila. The thing I love about Cinco de Mayo is that, um, like, it's fun. It's all about having fun. Um, and you know I'm part Dominican on my father's side. So, hola, mommy. Like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm um nigga. So. But that's okay. Because I could be part Dominican on my father's side. I don't know. Shit. I don't know what he up to. But we have an amazing show for you guys today. Um, last week's episode was so much fun. I loved filming. And I actually do, I'm getting into a groove, actually, of filming and recording the show. So I'm actually kind of liking the process. At first, I'm not going to lie, it gave me anxiety. It was really giving, um, I'm about to quit. So... <laughs> But I stuck with it, you know, and I'm here to give y'all episode three of season three. So on single de Mayo, bitch, let's get it crunk. Okay, so the first hot topic is coming from, um, of course, lovebyscott.com. Um, and we are talking about a lot of shit. First, I want to get into SZA. Um, SZA deletes TikTok account for Mental Health Awareness Month as it is de- it's demonic. Uh, see, <laughs> SZA deletes TikTok account for Mental Health Awareness Month as it's demonic, in quotes. SZA is fed up with the invasive fans who only expect her to release music and not, her, not live her life. Um, SZA has decided to quit negativity. To, commem- to commemorate the Mental Health Awareness Month, the Good Day hitmaker announced that she took down her TikTok account as it is demonic. Um, making use of Instagram story on Wednesday, May the 4th, the R&B artist wrote, I deleted my TikTok for Mental Health Awareness Month. She went on to say, I encourage everyone to delete anything, anyone and everything that does not serve you. Bless. In a separate story, SZA 
whose real name is Solana Amani Rowe, shared a screenshot of a message um, she received from someone else. Get off the internet. Read the, t- read the text. The internet is demonic. Um, fans have been impatient for the new SZA album. Her debut full-length Control was released in 2017. Despite several singles and appearances on other artists' projects, many fans apparently will not be satisfied until she drops her next record. Aside from taking down her TikTok account for Mental Health Awareness Month, SZA is partnering with the comfy footwear brand Crocs on a limited edition collection. Proceeds from the sales will go to mental health awareness organizations such as the Sad Girls Club and the Boris Lawrence Henson's Foundation and National Alliance on Mental Illness, which provides mental health support to diverse communities and individuals in need. I'll make sure you guys click the link in the description box to read that article from Lubby Scott yourself. Um, I don't like TikTok either. I have been kind of battling going back and forth with even getting on it. I come and go. And even I tried to post one time um, and it deleted it. It took it off for hate speech. I like nothing about my show is hateful. You know, um, but whatever, you know, I'm just being honest. So like when TikTok kind of took my shit down, I was not going to lie. I was like, okay, well, this is not the place for me. If I can't speak freely, say how I feel, I'm not coming back on this motherfucker. But everybody keeps telling me to keep trying it, see what, you know, um, I can bring to the table. But I get the vibe of it being demonic. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like. The fact that people can sit there and watch all these videos for hours and they're stupid, like, m- like mindless, stupid videos, like people lip syncing in the car. Like, I think that's such crazy shit to watch at three o'clock in the morning um, at, on a regular Tuesday night when you need to have your ass in bed and getting ready for work. Like, when I'm up that night, I like to watch things that are informative, like, um, like maybe documentaries or I don't know, like I, I tend YouTube how to's do it yourself. Maybe it's the Capricorn in me. Um, but I don't really care to watch mindless shit hours in and hours out. Like that's not fun to me. And when you can literally just be watching the Carmine Davis show, you're getting mindless entertainment, right? Uh, information, commentary, from someone who was diverse. The fuck? Like, you're getting, like, I'm checking all boxes here. And I look great doing it. And then there's a lot of sexual tension here. So, 3 o'clock in the morning, you you know, what's next after watching the Carmine Davis show? Beating your dick, you know, or, you know, slapping your cooter. So, like, at 3 o'clock, where else would you rather be other than YouTube watching the Carmine Davis show on Spotify? Listening to me, beating your dick, poking your hole, you know. So I completely, side note, I completely get, I mean, whatever. Like, I completely get where SZA come from, but I do hate her Crocs. I'm wearing Crocs right now, actually. Ah, these are my brand new Crocs. The thing I hate about wearing Crocs is that people always comment on how big my feet are. Like, these are 13, right? 
Um, and I love this color. I don't know what you'd call this color. This is like one of the Crocs that I have not ever worn. <laughs> this show, that's another reason. I need excuses to like wear shit. This is also, by the way, outfit check. This is from the jacket. Is, I don't even know where I got this jacket from. The flower print. I'm going to say Fashion Nova, I think. This necklace, pearl necklace. Um, I don't know where I got this from. Um, but in the shirt, I want to say it's a Fashion Nova ASOS kind of moment day. I think I got this shirt from ASOS. Um, shout out to ASOS. Um, it's a little sheer. So I kind of cover this up. Um, but I don't like Scissors Crocs. I would never buy them. I, I love Crocs. I think that they are comfy and I think they're stylish. You can dress them up, dress them down. Of course, you can only go too far, and, you know, with the Crocs. I think some people don't realize that. Like, you can't dress, you, like, bitches wearing Crocs to prom. Like, bitch, are you retarded? Like, I can't say retarded, can I? I can say what the fuck I want. This is the Carmine Davis show. Um, YouTube, you are just getting into this motherfucker. You know, we talk freely on the Carmine Davis show. You know my heart. You know, anybody who knows me knows my heart. Um, but yeah, I don't like Scissors Crocs. Um, I get that it's for mental health awareness and all that, but I don't like the motherfuckers. Jay Balvin did a Crocs collection, I want to say, that I liked. Um, Bad Bunny did a Crocs collection. A few people have had Crocs collections that I liked. I'm not a fan of Scissors. I was kind of disappointed in hers. I would rather her give us like... That's a genius idea. I'm saving that idea. I'm not going to spill it until I have my Crocs collection. The fuck? Again, shout out to my friend Kenny for giving me this pirate ring wrapped in copper. It's gorgeous. It's keeping me lit these days. And another thing that's keeping me lit is motherfucking tequila. Again, happy Cinco. <laughs> I'm kind of drunk. I'm not going to lie. But I don't think I'd rather be doing anything else than to be crossed talking to you, doing this motherfucking show. Um, but we're going to go on to the next hot topic. Before we do, make sure you guys pause and go shop at the CarmineDavisShop.com. Um, check out our Carmine Davis Season 2 capsule uh, with the denim and the Carolina blue um, shirts and the pink. I think it was a great cap on a great season, season two. Now we're season three. Like, what the fuck? Like, I've never thought this would happen. I never thought that I would be here, right? Like, doing a podcast and filming in my home. Like, this is weird to me. Like, I knew that, I don't know. <laughs> I never thought it was very much given I'm about to release some music and sit in my house. Now it's given personality. I didn't know I had that, but whatever. This is really why I wanted to talk to y'all. You know, bitch, get in here real quick. Um, sit the fuck down. I want to talk to you bitches because, one, I said it first. I tell everyone this, so it's kind of a pat me in the back moment, you know, suck Carmine's dick, you know, moment. I said it, and Ray J basically confirmed, but we all kind of really knew. This was from lovebscott.com. Shout out to Lovey Scott again. Uh, Ray J claims second Kim K sex tape is real, says Chris orchestrated first tape sales and shares alleged 
DMs. Now, this is kind of how the internet right now going berserk. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's a lot of shit going on with this. And me and um, um, my girl Kaylin, Squat Bay, talked about this. I said that on my last show, the season finale of season two, that there was some fuckery with that mixtape and it had Chris's name written all over it. So Ray J basically confirmed what a bitch already been telling y'all motherfucker. So check it. Ray J is sharing his side of the reignited Kim Kardashian sex tape drama. In case you're catching up, last year Ray's former manager, WAC 100, claimed publicly that he was in possession of a second sex tape featuring Kim Kardashian and Ray J. During this time, the Kardashians camera were rolling and Kim's reaction to the news along with Kanye's successful recovery of the alleged sex tape were all documented. According to Kim, the footage was recovered merely contained the footage that recovered um that she recovered contained merely non-sexual footage from her and Ray J's trip to St. Barbara. In an interview with the British tabloid the Daily Mail, Ray J said he has he said he never had any copies of the explicit tapes he made with Kim during their relationships. Mm. I've sat in the shadows for over 14 years allowing the Kardashians to use my name to abuse my name. Um make billions of dollars over a decade and a half of talking about a topic. I've really never spoken about it. He's quoted of saying, I've never leaked anything. I have never leaked a sex tape in my life. It has never been a leak. It's always been a deal and a partnership between Kris Jenner and Kim and me. And we've always been partners since the beginning of this thing. I've always paused. I've always told everyone this. I said, and even when I remember I was a kid when all this shit like came into like out into the light, but I never remember people saying that it was like leaked, leaked. Like I remember people saying that it was a, it was a, um, partnership with star. Some, I remember like a star productions. If I'm lying, I'm flying like star media or something like that partnering with them. So there was a distribution and like the idea of someone selling your sex tape and distributing it without any kind of partnership with you was stupid. Like, even as a kid, I knew that. And I was actually a very sharp kid. Um, side note, I studied business books. I was went to school for business economics, passive foreign colors, whatever, because it was stupid, easy to me. But the sex tape surfaced in 20, 2007, and at the time, Kim sued the company behind it for invasion of privacy. She later dropped the suit and settled with Vivid Entertainment, that's who it was, for $5 million. But some have alleged Kim and her mother, Kris Jenner, were behind the release of the tape, which they have both denied. Ray J told the Daily Mail he pitched Kim the idea of releasing the tape and that she and Jenner allegedly ran with it. He said the mother-daughter team signed a contract for two tapes. The one that released in 20, 2007 filmed during a vacation in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico, and the unreleased one created in San, Santa Barbara, California. She kept them all, the 41-year-old told the tabloid. I never had a tape in my possession. In our whole relationship, she always had all the tapes in a Nike shoebox under her bed. I'm sure she has bigger beds now and better boxes. That's how it all came about. Once I pitched the idea to her, just playing around a little bit, that's when she jumped on the idea, talked to her mom, and it was out of my hands from there. Now, I don't believe that part. But Ray explained that he regrets the release of the tape. 
and felt suicidal when the family built an empire from a lie they've created. He added, as a black man living and working in America, it's hard to get up every day and look out of the water, out at the water, or look at my family and know that they think something about you when you know it's a thousand percent the other way. As a result of his involvement in these tapes, he said he lost the opportunity to do Dancing with the Stars and America's Got Talent. For me, I have been walking on eggshells, thinking I'm going to get in trouble for telling the truth. And I've all I've been holding on to it for the past 14 years and watching them humiliate me. They're celebrating my destruction. He continued accusing Kim of defaming him. He was inspired to speak out after a moment in the Kardashians on Hulu that showed Kim claiming he might be in possession of a video that showed him sticking a dildo in my ass. What? Ray J said the reality of this situation is that the, that he had a laptop that contained intimate photos from the relationship. And he met with Kanye at a private terminal of LAX to talk about the situation. Ye viewed the contents of the laptop, then took it and left. In the episode, Kim said there, there wasn't any sexual content, but a rather a video of them doing it, dining at a restaurant. It wasn't a sex tape. It was a lot of pictures and a lot of little mini videos and a lot of proof we've been talking over the years, he claimed. Ray also provide a, provided a series of Instagram DMs, the two exchanged over Instagram, in which he asserted her sticking a dildo in my ass comment made him look like a rapist and a dirty perv. In her alleged, her, in her alleged response, she said her comment was a joke and she was laughing when I said it. As for the moment showing Ye handing over the alleged footage, she said it painted him in a positive light. She also apologized for how the situation affected Ray. She knows there's nothing else. I did. I don't have to. I plan to ruin them. He said to the Daily Mail, when I put on the comments that all of this is a lie. I didn't mean Kanye coming to meet me with me and about some second sex tape. There's they are not letting the world know that there's a bunch of sex tapes that we had that they're not going anywhere because she has them all. Hmm. That makes sense. According to several firsthand accounts of people involved with Kim's sex tape release scandal at the time, someone brought the footage to Vivid Entertainment. As the story goes, Kim sued to prevent the release of the tape, but eventually dismissed the suit and signed off on the distribution deal um, for a small payday. See Kim and Ray J's alleged DMs back and forth about the situation in the description um, box below or Shit, I'm going to put them right here for my YouTube friends. <laughs> what a mess. I love that this came out, though. I love, this is the kind of mess that gives me life. Like, this is the shit that I be talking about. I, because in reality, it's, it's, it makes way so much more sense. If they all agree that there's more tapes out there, and Ray is this sucker who used Kim or all these things and who needs this next 15 minutes of fame, why didn't he release them? Because Kim had them all along. We knew how thirsty and fame, this bitch was literally using Brandy's mom's credit card to pay for her own shit. She was hungry. She was shysty. Kim would do anything to come up. You know, 
She would do anything. It was proof she was organizing Paris Hilton's closet, for Christ's sake. Before she came up, this Ray J situation brought her up. So it made more sense to me than that Ray J ran. Because at the time, Ray J was not even seen in that light. Like, we didn't look at Ray J as skeezy. He was Brandy's brother who was starting to get a little bit more sexy. Um, I think at that time, wasn't sexy, can I? Like, I think we knew that he was someone. And I definitely feel like if one thing we know about the Kardashians to be true is that they use everyone around them to their advantage. Every relationship is planned, plucked, positioned, uh, pivoted to make the Kardashians more money, to make them more powerful, to, which is genius. They're, they're, I'm not going to lie. These bitches are geniuses, um, but they are shysty. They are dangerous. They are, I'm going to keep it real. They are a fucking nut stain on our blue dresses, honey. They are trash. We have to, (laughs) we need to keep it real about the Kardashians. Like, we love a scandal and we tune into them all the time. But let's keep it real. The situations that they build and the things that they are a part of are trash. Like, we, there's nothing, there's nothing in their careers, let's be, I think the only, there's nothing in their careers to admire, um, aside from the Jenner girls, you know, I think it's awesome that Kylie uh, took her um, $5,000 a week allowance and invested into a billion dollar makeup brand and I think it's cool that Kendall became a supermodel because of she was the other sister like and she was skinny you know I I I mean but let's just be real like let's keep it honest like everything about them are, are is like tabloid fodder the divas and the bitches that I like and the niggas that I like and admire made their names off of talent and having at the end of the middle of the the meat in their potato like the meat in the sandwich was a gift a talent those girls are just scandalous they're just trash they they are in the news for the trashy things that they do and the trashy way they live their lives like if they were black women i.e black china you know they would be labeled as trash black china is like their black adopted uh, or a sister-in-law like black china is just like them hoes but because she's a sister she is tr- labeled as trash in reality she black china should be herald for her behavior for coming from the pits of hell to scratching her way to the top because she had no other choice them hoes could have definitely chilled and they would have been just fine Black China was a girl from Tokyo. Tony was her mother, for Christ's sakes. This bitch was already on limited time when she was born. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, and she took that time and squeezed 15 minutes of fame out of it and $15 million and some beauty brands when them bitches were just bored at the house and wanted to wreak havoc. And they pivoted 
and change the narrative for everybody around them. Like everybody around them, everyone, every single people that they've met, they made a way of turning them into something else other than them black women. They could never get them black women. Jordan Woods and Black China, honey, like, and to name a few, like, they could never take down the black women in their lives. But the black men in their lives, they have been managed to be able to maul them. And they've had some really great, powerful, influential black men in their lives. Some really people who people admired. And you had a year with them Kardashian bitches and you are, you are in celebrity rehab. Do you hear me? Like, let's be honest. Like, there's a common denominator here. Like, when you're with them and they make it seem like you're on top of the world, and then when you're out, you're out. Like, they don't fuck with you. Like, and they flip you and turn you into the villain in their heroic story of poetry and thievery and, and trashiness. Like, these bitches are trash. Expensive trash, though. Very rich trash. But you know, I ain't nobody but Black China with a couple of more dollars. Like, and I'm sick of it. Like, I'm tired of everybody trying to act like it's hot. It's not hot. It's not lukewarm. It's none of the sort. And we need to keep it real about the Kardashians. And to keep it real with you, you are watching and not subscribing. Why? We're going to go on to the next hot topic, but I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm not even going to hold you, like, what's the, uh, what's the BD, honey? Like, what's the big deal? Like, make sure you smash that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that follow button. If you are listening to this podcast on Spotify, make sure you mash that five-star button. Make sure you mash that bell button and follow this podcast. If you're on YouTube, bitch, give me five, uh, a thumbs up. Comment below. You can keep it real. The Kardashians are trash, right? Like, we have to keep it real. Like, and then, side note, if they are part of our American dynasty, if they are our American dynasty, America is trash. But comment below if you agree. Thumbs up this podcast and make sure you subscribe. You're being weird. You are just stalking and listening to this podcast. You're being weird. You're at this point is like stalking watching this. If you're on the third episode of this and you have not subscribed, I could sue you. Like, this is weird. It's getting weird. Let's make it official. Let's make it official. We don't get no younger pay. Baby, ride or die. Did you see Lil Mo when, when she sang at Portia and Dennis's? Uh, little engagement announcement. Do y'all remember that? On Real Housewives of Atlanta, when Porsche was on it? Comment below if you remember what I'm talking about. When Lil Mo was on Real Housewives of Atlanta singing for Dennis and Porsche's engagement, like when she... Comment below. You know what I'm talking about. Um, We're going to move on um, to the next hot topic. And this isn't speaking of Real Housewives. We're going to take it to Potomac real quick. And kind of bust a Yui to Atlanta. I love across, honey. 
I love across. This is from lovebyscott.com. Not so fast. Robin Dixon reportedly says rumors of Giselle Bryant dating Peter Thomas are not true. Now, I always compare like the Bravo universe to the Marvel universe, like the Housewild universe, because it's like you have bitches up in there in that house that can do anything, right? Like, like you know, these are some very, oh my God, like think about it. Like when you name the names of the housewives, you think of them just like super fucking heroes. Like these hoes are crazy. Like, and the fact when one, they intertwine with each other, like on some real shit, is very rare. Like, them hoes in Miami don't fuck with them hoes in New York. Like, their stories are intertwined. And, like, so to me, this is a little bit disappointing that Giselle didn't, you know, hop on that Peter Thomas experience. Uh, The word on the street of, oh, shit. (laughs) The word on the street is that Real Housewives of Potomac star Giselle Bryant has been seeing former Real Housewives of Atlanta husband Peter Thomas. According to the rumor, Giselle and Peter's relationship is set to be a storyline on the upcoming Real Housewives of Potomac season. Um, Of course, the internet went wild at the idea of Peter and Giselle's messiness combined, especially considering Fletcher Park's past alleged relationship with Giselle's ex-husband, Jamal Bryant. I did not know that. See, oh, I love this shit. This is, this is good shit. Okay, um, oh, you got to see some of these memes. Make sure you click the link in the description box and look at some of these memes from Twitter. Um, on the article, there's like right there, like the best ones that I saw. Giselle's best friend and the Real Housewives of Potomac cast member, Robin Dixon, has reportedly squashed the romance rumors as not true. Um, but still, it's possible we see Peter in a new Real Housewives of Potomac season this season. Like, that would be awesome. I love Peter. I thought Peter was so scary at the same time. Like, I felt like his, how he was with. Cynthia, like, she was always crying. Like, I I knew right then and there, like, I couldn't fuck around, like, with a Jamaican husband. Like, besides the fact that, you know, all of them are, like, still in the closet for the most part. And they think the Batsy Boy things. No, no. But, like, I don't know. They would probably be excommunicated from their families if they did take a you know, swim in the lake of the doll. But I, I, I could not fuck with a Jamaican man because, like, especially like Peter, because she just always was fucking crying. It was felt like he always had her in a pickle but never wanted to help her. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like he would put her in these extreme situations, life or di- death, I'm about to lose everything if you don't sign a check. But this bitch, this nigga couldn't even go to the fucking nearest FedEx and mail out some invitations, like, for her get-together. Like, I thought that they were a very strange combination. I felt like Peter had no idea. Um, I don't think Peter wants a wife or, like, a boss bitch wife. I think Peter definitely needs a young, dumbass girl, you know, who wants to be barefoot and pregnant. And Cynthia Bailey was not that. But I felt like she... I don't know, she just, need, she just didn't stand up enough for me. And Peter was just kind of scary. Like, I just knew, like, and I don't expect Cynthia to ever talk about it, you know, but I just knew that there was a time when he, never no more, <sighs> her ass. Like, 
you know, I knew it. Like, I just knew at any time we would get them that little, you know, black screen and, you know, the little echo in part with the translations and the screens would have been called 911 about what was going on over there at the Peter Thompson and Cynthia Bailey uh, agency um, bar, dive bar, whatever the fuck they was, whatever Cynthia was paying for at the time. Like, I don't know. She just never was happy to me. So I don't really get the whole idea. And then like seeing Giselle, I'm on Real Housewives of Potomac uh, season one right now. I'm on a reunion special. As a matter of fact, I'm about to close this bitch down. Okay, go down to Los Rios. Get fucked up on the 32-ounce margarita. Shout out to my people at Los Rios. Um, probably go to Seven Tequilas first. Shout out to my friend Benny over here on Windward, or is it in Alpharetta? Um, and go get some to-go churros and take my ass down to Potomac and see what the fuck these hoes got going on with the reunion. I'm on season one. But from what I see about Giselle, she gives me she's able to tame a powerful man like Peter. I, I'm going to say powerful. Um, because I think, I don't want to say he's abusive because he didn't. I don't want to put that out there. He, I, I'm almost certain he didn't beat on Cynthia. Um, I'm not a thousand percent sure. And I'm sure. Another thing about Cynthia, she's so old school, though, to be so new wave. You, you know, I feel like she's still Alabama. You know, she ain't going to never tell on them, child. Uh, you know, I, Peter, me and Peter been through some things, child. Like, that's what Cynthia gives me. Like, you know, I mean, my mouth get a little slick, child, on the, on the, on the casa. Oh, you know, they weren't drinking um, what I'm drinking, honey. They, they were very 1800 over there at that house. Which ain't nothing wrong with it. You know, do y'all remember? Do y'all remember? For my Real Housewives of Atlanta fans, do y'all remember where Cynthia and Peter used to stay? Child, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go down. I've been, I lived in some hoodie places once. Um, I lived on Campbellton Road <laughs> um, for like three or four months. I had to get the fuck up on out of there. But, you know, I think they lived like in a, some like, um, like HUD houses around that area. Like, wasn't it like new... I would, I, all I'm saying, I don't know for sure, um, but I know I wouldn't have, you know, I don't think I would ever go over there to the Peter Thompson, Peter Thomas and Cynthia Bailey home when they first were together. That was, I think, when they in Greenville or some shit like that? Like, they were far. And, like, I think the area was not good. You know, if Candy... Uh, uh, Kim has something to say about Candy's neighborhood. I wonder what she we she probably ain't never been over there at Cynthia's house and Peter's house. Never been over there. Never been over there because it's hood. It's hood. I oh my god. When they found, I think, or was it over there on Thayer? Comment my Real Housewives of Atlanta real fans. Comment was Cynthia Bailey's house over there. By Thayer Ave, closer to Thayer Ave, and you got to know Atlanta. Don't even try it if you're not from Atlanta or or know anything about Atlanta. Don't, or was it closer to um, Greenville? I thought I don't know. Look, y'all better find out before I Google the answer. Click below. What was y'all bet? I bet you it was. <laughs> they probably lived in Roswell. Child. I'm just making this up about these people. Um, Cynthia. 
Where does Cynthia? Bailey and Peter lives. Oh no, Peter lives. Oh, I don't think it says. Find out for me, y'all. That's y'all. I want y'all to, to figure that out for me. I want y'all to figure that out for me. I'm sorry. That was my fridge. I want y'all to figure that out for me. Um, this week's Twitter poll, Twitter poll, let's take it to the Twitter. I want to talk about this whole Ray J and Kim Kardashian situation. Are y'all surprised that the scenario might have not been what we thought it was? Are you shocked that Kim might have been the um, mastermind, Kim and Chris, about the mastermind? But how could you... Don't even answer that. Like, the answer is yes, because she masterminded her entire career. I still, that, that's the only thing that I like about them, that them hoes are masterminds. Like, oh, my God, to come up with a whole entire career based on some opportunities you seized. And then on top of all that, this is some privilege for your ass. That was a horrible sex tape. That sex tape was trash. Like, that was some whack fucking baby. 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 That was so fucking whack. That was so whack. Like, Kim, please. Like, I was like, I, I've never even finished all of it. Like, Ray J's dick was not cute enough for me to deal with Kim and her. Baby. Oh, baby, is it in? Is it in? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Baby, I don't want to deal with that. I'm not. I'm not going to. Like, I was a teen. I was, like, really, really young when all this shit happened. Like, I wasn't even a teenager at that time. And so I would not, I didn't want my mom to hear that shit in my headphones. It was so, baby. Baby, like, turn this shit off. It's not even, I can't even get my stroke on with this. Like, I'll pass. So the fact that this bitch built a 14, 15-something-year career that is not showing any signs of descending at all, like, or diminishing, like, it's not. The fact that she did that from that weak-ass porn, I don't know. It's, it's got to be a very, I'm about a spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, clutch, I'm clutching my pearls. Like, I bet you it's a weird spirit over there at them people's house. Like, it's got to be a lot of footsteps and a lot of commotion and a lot of unnecessary slamming of doors. Like, that's how I'm, it could be the, the tequila. It could be the tequila. <laughs> well, anyway, child, I'm about to go and enjoy mm, my single de Mayo. Y'all do the same. Take a shot for me. It's my fave, one of my favorite holidays. It was not technically a holiday, but one of my favorite holidays, a dolly day. Happy Cinco. Love y'all, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.